0: and welcome back to episode eight of the Reawakening Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the previous podcast. It's my heart to see our whole generation reawaken to walk in fresh, close, long-lasting, life-giving connection to the God of the Bible. Today, I wanna help you make progress in perceiving what God's saying to you. Every one of us can take steps forward in perceiving more of what God is speaking to us. Maybe you don't feel like God is speaking to you It's not true, but I understand the feeling. Or maybe you feel like God says a lot to you, and and I just want to encourage you that there is more. There's more that you could be perceiving. Probably the main focus of my sabbatical, which I'm on at the moment, has been a quest to grow in my hearing from God, and even more specifically, my discerning when what I hear is God versus if what I'm hearing is me or the enemy, even. For, for today, I, I, I only want to focus on helping us expand our perceiving of what God is saying to us. I don't have time to talk about filtering and discerning which is God and which is just us and all that kind of stuff. Now, that's crucial. Discerning is crucial, but I don't have time to get that far today. And so for that, I'm going to need to point you to a book that really helped me in December. It's called The Discerner. Hearing, Confirming, and Acting on Prophetic Revelation by James Gall, James Gall, G-O-L-L. I've read lots of books on this topic over the last three months, but that one, the discerner, really rises to the top when it comes to this concept of determining if what we're hearing is from God or not. Hopefully, uh, today we'll start expanding your quest of seeking to perceive what God is speaking to you about, and then you can continue on that quest by looking at James Gall's book, the discerner. Okay, premise one, God is speaking to you all the time. The the question isn't, is God speaking to you? The question is, are you perceiving what God is saying to you? What I want you to do is stop speaking a lie over yourself. Some of you keep saying something like, God doesn't speak to me. God, God isn't speaking to me or he's not speaking to me these days. God is speaking, but Maybe you're just not perceiving what God's saying to you. Okay, let me make two pre-comments before we dive in. Okay, God is speaking, but maybe he's not speaking to you about the things that you're most interested in hearing about right now. You might be like, God, what do you want me to do with my life? Or, God, I've got this decision and and I want to hear from you about this, this decision that I'm going to make. What do you want me to do here? And instead of God answering your question about what to do about this decision in your life at the moment, instead, he's convicting you about something that seems off topic, maybe anger issues, or maybe your use of words, or maybe a pornography addiction, or your need to forgive someone, or your need to go to someone and ask them to forgive you. And, and that stuff seems really off topic to the things that you're seeking God about. And you're like, God, why aren't you speaking to me? And God's like, I, I, I am, I am. I want you to sort out this other thing first before we take another step to your future. Forgiving that person that you don't want to forgive is so important. And so we're not going to talk about your next steps until you sort that out. Now, it's all connected from God's big picture view of your life. But to you, in your moment, maybe your moment of urgency, God, I have a decision that I need to make right now, and I need, I need some guidance here. I don't know what to do. From your perspective, that, as someone who just wants to know about this one thing, it seems off topic. But God's perspective is so much bigger, and often he's speaking important things to us that we may be not focusing on much because we're so obsessed with the one thing that we want to hear about. So that, that could be happening. The second thing is sometimes God goes silent in ways we feel more comfortable hearing from him in. And when that happens, the ways that we're used to perceiving God speaking to us, it feels like he isn't speaking to us because the normal ways we're not hearing from him in. And instead, he does that often in his goodness so that we can grow in our hearing of God and perceiving of his speaking to us through other ways that he's been speaking to us or wants to speak to us so that we can take a big step forward in hearing more from God in the long run. He goes quiet. It's like he goes quiet through your normal and most confident ways of hearing from God to push you to grow in confidence in hearing from him in an expanded number of ways. But here's something that I've been learning so much this sabbatical. God is forcing me to hear from him in ways that I feel less confident about so that I can grow and hear better in the long run. Okay and we'll, we'll hit that a little bit more in a, in a moment. For now let's talk about some very common ways that God speaks and, and probably very often is speaking to you through these ways. Sometimes these ways are so familiar and so common we forget it's proof positive that God is actually speaking to you. One which I already alluded to is the conviction of sin the conviction of sin. God speaks to Christians and non-Christians this way. By convicting people of sin or by pushing on their conscience, this is God speaking to you. It's a way He leads you in life. It's a way He guides you so that you become all that He wants you to become. It's important to attribute this as God speaking to write it down, to log it as as God speaking to you. And that's important for two reasons. One, to fend off the lie that God isn't speaking to you. And secondly, when God brings conviction of sin, there is that one piece which is important, but it also might be a part of a bigger development plan that God's working on in your life. And when you write down even those small things such as I feel like God is, okay, I'm just making up this example that he is pressing me to not go to a poker night at my friend's house. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with a poker night, generally speaking, but you feel that conviction and then you write it down. And over time, you might zoom back and be able to see the bigger why, why God was saying in that moment, he didn't want you to participate in that. God speaks through conviction. Through conviction. He also, number two, speaks through leading us to salvation. If you've given your life to following Jesus, you have heard the voice of God. The Bible says that he has called you, Romans chapter 8. It is not possible to become a Christian without the Holy Spirit revealing to you the gospel in a way that you will hear, understand, and respond. Again, you can look at Romans eight thirty for that. Thirdly, God speaks through circumstances. Oftentimes, God speaks through open and closed doors. Now, okay, sometimes there's a closed door and we need to pray it open. I I get that. I get that. But God does speak through opportunities and lack of opportunities. Often, God speaks and leads us through our circumstances. That's, That's the third one. Fourthly, God speaks through other people. I started my sabbatical in 2019 with 10 days of seeking God and fasting. I also started off having some seeking God prayer times with other people. And I went down to a YWAM base about an hour away and and some of their leaders spent an hour praying and listening with me and giving me great guidance and help. I I also spent some time with David and Emma Stark, leaders of the Glasgow Prophetic Center here in our city, and talking to them about my challenges and and, and having them pray with me about some stuff, seeking God about some stuff. Just this morning, I I received an email from a great friend who I, I call Crooksy. Apparently, he goes by Martin Crooks out there. And he was writing about how he was praying for me and, and was led to pray this particular psalm over me. And, and he, had, he had a lot of spot on surprising, encouraging words for me. I, I haven't talked to him for, for ages. And yet it just seems like God had been speaking to him about my situation. And, and then uh, he, he wanted to encourage me in, in that. I've had the same mentor, Don Crook, since I was 18 years old. And God has used him so many times to speak to me and give me insight and guidance. God speaks through other people. I guess I also want to remind us that God speaks through annoying people sometimes and off-putting people. He can speak through people we don't respect. He can speak through people who have hurt us. He can speak through people who have aggressively rejected in believing in God. Obviously, it's easier to receive a word from God through a godly person. But I've had times I've had to suppress my revulsion of the truth that I needed to hear coming from that person, whom I definitely didn't want to hear this through, because God was using that person to to deliver his words to me. And again, as always, all words need to be tested, and, and most things other people say to us are not words from God, but sometimes they are. God speaks through other people. God also speaks through worship, preaching, and, and reading. Um, I, I've heard the Holy Spirit convict, teach, and guide me through so many missionary biographies and other Christian books. I've heard him speak through preachers, both captivating preachers and boring preachers. I've, heard, I've often felt God speak to me through times of worship or worship songs spring to mind and, and out of my mouth. Uh, a couple times this week, i was I was walking through my flat and I realized that i was I was singing an old song and and that the words of the song were the answer to the thoughts that I was pondering. And, and it was like I, I just woke up in that moment. I realized my mouth was singing the answers to th- this prayer questions that I was having for God. on on my sabbatical, I've not wanted to miss a single Sunday at church somewhere because so often, in that context, in the gathering of God's people for corporate worship and the preaching of God's Word, that Jesus is there and the Spirit is there, present, com- communicating clearly maybe what I need to hear, either through the preaching or some other aspect of the gathering. God speaks through worship, preaching, and reading, and you know what? He also speaks through through lots of different other mediums like movies and and non-Christian books and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, if we have our ears attuned to what God's saying, we can we can pick them up in those pick it up in those ways, but definitely worship times and and worship service times. God also speaks through creation, Psalm 19 and Romans chapter one, and make it so clear that God is speaking to you through creation so clearly that everyone is without excuse for not believing in God and perceiving what is like His invisible qualities and His divine nature. If you're outside and you have your eyes open, God is speaking to you about what he is like. God speaks through his creation. God also speaks through the written word of God, the Bible. When you open your Bible, you have God's word there right in front of you. Now, again, I want to remind you that as we have seen in the temptation of Jesus, that Satan can speak using the word of God as well, word for word which again reminds us how important it is to have an ever-growing familiarity with the words in the Bible, with the words of all of the Bible, so that we can check that God's Word is consistent with His nature and in His heart, that we can see that what we're reading in the Bible isn't being twisted, uh, but instead it's being rightly applied to our hearts. God speaks through His written Word. I'm sure you have you've had this experience where you've been reading the Bible and something's just jumped out at you maybe it, maybe with conviction maybe with hope maybe with encouragement maybe with guidance. I remember when I was working at a large church in Seattle in what feels like another lifetime ago now. I had this ministry, brilliant idea. I was going to set up this room full of Xboxes and TVs, and I was going to do Halo Nights. And And in my head, college people would come from far and wide and, and the ministry would grow. Now, when I say Xboxes and Halo Nights, I am sadly talking about the original Xbox and the original Halo game right when it was released. Yeah, that's, that's me. That's vintage, vintage Ingraham. Anyways, to me, it was a good idea. It wasn't even just a good idea to me. It was a good idea. And and I think it would have worked out brilliantly. I started talking to people about it. We, we gathered up all these people's Xboxes and, and copies of Halo. I worked actually just right down the street from Microsoft. Very convenient. And, and it would have worked. It would have been great. People would have come. But my Bible reading that week, uh, I was reading along and I learned that it wasn't God's idea. It was a good idea, but it wasn't God's idea. See, I was reading at the end of 1 Samuel. And when Saul goes to the witch at Endor, again, not the forest moon of Endor. This is Endor, the town in Israel. Uh, So Saul goes to this witch there, and he has her bring up Samuel so that he can know what God wants him to do. And I was struck at how Saul's heart was to hear from God But God wasn't speaking to him through dreams or through the Urim or through prophets, so he went to this witch instead. And reading that story, I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me, Brian, you have a good heart in wanting to reach more college students, but this isn't the method I want you to use. So I called everyone who was planning on bringing things and canceled the event very last minute because I felt like God spoke to me about that day while reading the Word of God. I hope as you hear these different ways that God speaks to you, you'll finally push past the lie that maybe you've said too often this lie of God doesn't speak to me. Or even God isn't speaking to me these days. The The truth is probably much more like God isn't speaking to me about what I'm wanting to, to talk to me about. Or maybe God isn't speaking to me in the ways that I want to hear him speak to me about. Or, or more likely, if God is speaking to me, I am either not perceiving what he is saying to me. Or I'm not confident that what I might be hearing is him or not. God is speaking. Are you perceiving? Other very common ways that God speaks to people, not just believers, but unbelievers as well, is through dreams and visions. In fact, in the Bible, the two most common ways that God speaks to people in the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, is dreams and visions and angels. In our world today, Muslims are meeting Jesus in their dreams, and ultimately becoming Christians. Jesus is working an amazing revival in our world today, catalyzed by dreams and visions. Now, I'd guess that you're hearing from God in your dreams. Maybe your dreams that you're not remembering, or maybe in your dreams that you're quickly discounting because at first glance, they don't seem like they're from God. By discounting your dreams before you pray through them, okay, see that? before you pray through them, you might be missing out on a massive amount of revelation from God. And yes, I know that some dreams are just you and some dreams are from the enemy, but some are from God. And the first step when having a dream is writing it down, even if you don't think it's a God dream. Write it down, then pray through it later. First, write it down. More on that in a second. Another way just like I mentioned before, is angels. God is speaking through angels today. Now, in the Bible, we can see that sometimes God is speaking through an angel and the people that are receiving this message from God through the angel don't know it's an angel. I almost combined angels into hearing from others or hearing from people because, because sometimes those feel like the same thing. There, there's also a chance that God has spoken to you via an angel in your dreams or in your sleep. You see that in the Bible. Like Joseph, who's uh, Mary's husband, uh, he he gets spoken to via an angel several times in his dreams. Or, yeah, there's there's lots of ch- ways that God might be speaking to you through an angel, and you might not even realize it. God is speaking to you. God is speaking to you. God's speaking to you. And, and what I want for us now is is to grow in our ability to perceive when God's actually speaking to us. And I I want to set us on this growth path with two simple steps. Two simple steps to grow in our ability to perceive when God's actually speaking to us. The first one, and the most important step by far, if you want to grow in perceiving when God is speaking to you, is this. Write down everything that could possibly be from God first and then assess the words later. And I'm just going to say it again because this is the number one way to grow in your perception of hearing from God. Write down everything that could possibly be from God first and then assess the words later. Here's what I do. I have a journaling app on my iPad. I happen to use the app one day, but I'm sure that there's lots out there. And every time, I think it's possible, no matter how unlikely it seems even at first. If I have potentially, potentially heard a word from God, I write it down. And this is so important. For example, I had a dream the other night. I had a dream that I was Captain America. I know, I can I can hear the laughter already. <laughs> I... I uh, yeah, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know how to respond to that. Yes, I had a dream the other night. I was Captain America. It, it just seemed like a dream, you know, like like every other night. <laughs> okay, I don't dream that I'm Captain America every night. Anyways, so I, back on track. I had this dream that I was Captain America, but it didn't seem like a God dream. Uh, my first impression was it, it's not a God dream. And I almost didn't write it down. But I have this personal commitment to write down everything first and then assess it again later. Again, that's so key. Personal commitment to write down everything first and then assess later. You will struggle to grow in learning to hear from God if you filter words before you write them down. Growing in this requires writing everything for the purpose of learning and growing. If you feel conviction about something you're doing, you feel conviction of sin, write it down. If you feel God might have put something on your heart while reading the Bible, write it down. If you had a dream, write every dream down as soon as possible. This morning, I had a dream, and I, I went straight to my iPad to write it down, and all I could remember was this one tiny little piece of the dream, and I almost said to myself, okay, it's it's gone. I've lost it, and, and, I, and, and I almost didn't write it down, but I'm so glad I did, and, and I learned from it because what happened was I opened the app, and I typed the single short sentence of what I could remember, this one little sentence, but then I was like, oh, yeah, there was this other bit, and I wrote that bit down. Oh, and there was this other bit. I wrote it down and it was like pulling on a piece of string, which seems so small and insignificant, almost not even recording. But as I tried to pull on that string, it turned out to be more than I expected. And, and I was able to pull out of the memory loss from the one thing that I remembered and get some get some of the dream recorded. Not all of it. I definitely didn't remember all of it. Four or five things written down. Five simple facts to to remember and to pray through later. The thing with dreams or dream fragments or words from God or things that you're like, is that my imagination or is this God speaking to me? We tend to expect them to be entire messages. But in my experience, they're often more like little pieces of a bigger picture. That as I write them down, as I pray them through over time, maybe God's bigger message is becoming more clear. In the first weeks of March, I had a series of of different hearing from God things. I had three dreams. I had I had an email from someone who was praying for me. I I I added all that to the, my my God app, I don't know, the one day app. I also had another dream. Something jumped out at me while reading a chapter in a book. And then on the 5th day of of that week, I was looking at all these odd pieces and praying them through and I was confused. I'm like, God, what are you saying to me? What what is, what is all this about? I mean, I see a little bit of this and then this, this doesn't make sense. But I was praying all of them through looking back over a week and after about 10 minutes, everything suddenly snapped into place, just snapped into place. And I was like, Oh, that's it. And it all seems so clear. See, the Holy Spirit isn't just involved in the message in the message delivery, but also in the understanding. And there's a great encouragement in the Bible to seek understanding, to seek understanding. Often we hear from God, but we don't understand what it means, and so we press in and we ask God for understanding, like Daniel who fasted 21 days for understanding that one time. There's a hunger needed for better hearing. I'm going to say that again. There's a hunger needed. For better hearing. God, I had this dream that doesn't seem to be a you dream. Was this you? Were you saying something here? God, in my imagination, I'm I, I see this. Is is that you? God, I'm reading the Bible and, and this is jumping out to me. Is is this is this what you're saying? And and I'm gonna lean into this, God, and I'm gonna seek you in prayer. I I'm gonna be hungry to discern is this you or not? We need to be alert to different ways that God might be speaking. We need to be open to hearing from ways that aren't our usual, and we need to be recording and reviewing what we might be hearing from God, praying the potential revelation through, sifting for the words of God. If you do little work, you will hear little words. If you're just wanting clarity from God to fall into your lap, you're only going to catch a few things. But if you lean in, and you want to grow in this area, you will start perceiving more and more. I get visions sometimes, and that's my favorite way to hear from God, right? I mean, that's that's a great way. It's the way I feel most confident, and it's tried and tested, and I, I've heard from God in that way, and it's, it's often proven to be accurate and true. Now, I've not had a lot of those recently, and it's been a bit stretching to me to trust this inner knowing thing. By that, I mean, sometimes I'll just feel like I know what God's wanting me to do. It's subtle. It feels like it could be just me. But I think God's wanted me to grow in hearing from him accurately in this area. I I like to hear from God myself. and, and And I know that that's important. But also, I need to learn to lean into the body of Christ a bit more. And so I've been doing that in the sabbatical. Like I said, I've been seeking some different people to pray with me and listen to me, and that's been good. It has been so good for God not to let me rest on the ways that I've learned to be confident in hearing from Him, but instead to expand, expand the ways that I'm open and seeking to hear from Him in. It's great when He decides to to close off one way that we are used to hearing from Him so that we, we need to grow. And we can become more expanded. It's part of his his goodness, like conviction. Many people learn the hard way that God might be in that Holy Spirit conviction, and they learn to trust it, and they learn to rely on it, and they they learn to act on it. But there's so much more than than just con- conviction. There's so many more ways that God is probably speaking to you, and and God wants you to perceive what He's saying for your benefit and for His kingdom's benefit. I hope hope this podcast gets you thinking. I I know we haven't talked about how to filter and test things. And again, for that, I encourage you to follow or to pick up James Gall's book, The Discerner. The application I want for you today is to get a journal written or digital. Get it in place. I like digital because it's searchable. And I can, for keywords later, I, if something comes up in a, in a dream or something or a word that reminds me of something, but I can't remember what exactly what it was, like maybe Canada came up. I'm like, wait, I think I had a dream about Canada a few months ago. I can just search the keyword Canada and, and the digitally, I can find it much quicker. Uh, but it doesn't matter to me, as long as you're just ready to write it all down at, at any point of the day, write everything down before you evaluate it. And then start praying things through and taking notes. God, this dream seems really random. It's probably not more random than Daniel's dream of a flying unicorn goat crashing into a ram. You know, that that seems pretty random. Start writing everything down before you evaluate it and then pray them through and take notes at the bottom. That, that's what I do. I, I pray them through and I take some notes and maybe a week later, I'll, I'll be praying it through again and maybe I'll add some different notes or make some, you know, now I kind of feel like it's saying this. And then maybe a year or two later, I'll, I'll be reading and reviewing my notes and be like, well, okay, those notes, that wasn't accurate. And and so, but now I understand that this was more how it is or or I really don't know what that was about. Now, all of that confusion is such gold for learning. That's how we learn. We learn by practicing. We learn by taking notes. We learn by reviewing. We learn by adjusting adjusting our understandings over the years. If you want to go on this journey of learning how to grow and perceiving what God's speaking to you, it starts with writing everything down first and then praying it through. I hope you found this podcast to be both challenging and helpful. If you enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful, or maybe you're thinking of someone who you know wants to hear from God, who wants to grow in perceiving for God. Maybe of you're like, oh, they, they keep saying they don't hear from God. Uh, put them onto this podcast. This could be really helpful for them and be a, a beginning a growth area for them and for their lives. If you find this podcast helpful in any way, you can help us by... Uh, by doing one of three specific things. You can subscribe to this podcast. Again, I'm planning on releasing a new podcast ab- about every third Wednesday of, of the month. If you hit the subscribe button, you'll be alerted when the next podcast is available. You can rate and review this on iTunes. It's huge and only takes a few seconds. And you can get the word out on social media. If this is helpful to you, maybe it'll be helpful to someone else. You'll be like, hey, I heard this podcast on 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 hearing from God and and it's been stretching me. And... and Great. And maybe you'd be interested in this too. Getting the word out on social media. That's really helpful. Again, thank you for rating and reviewing this and getting the word out. It makes a big difference. And specifically, it helps other people who are feeling stuck and dissatisfied with where their heart is at with God or trapped into this lie that God doesn't speak to them or isn't speaking to them at all. Maybe this podcast will get them the help they're looking for. So thank you. My heart is to see our whole generation reawaken to walk in fresh and close, long-lasting, life-giving connection to the God of the Bible. And some people can fumble through this path alone, but everyone does exponentially better with help.